and welcome to Brain Space. The place we're going to listen to me. Put your feet up, relax, kick back, grab a snack, and listen as I pass you my opinions on faith, religion, politics, society, and the world, particularly its policies pertaining to everything coloured and cultural. Now, without further ado, I give you Brain Space. So, first things off, before I even get into this episode, I want to take a second to just really, really, really apologize to everyone for the fact that i've been gone for so long it's been over a month now that i've not uploaded a new episode and the main reason for that has been in the midst of this whole pandemic this global crisis i've had to take quite a bit of time off just to um relax recalibrate and get my head back on track and get my head into a, a good space because obviously this has come as a shock to all of us and especially to me it's come as a very big shock to my system so i needed a bit of time to readjust and just get myself back into the right vibe and frame of mind now that that's over i can get into this this week's episode so today i'm going to be talking to you guys about why i hate being a smart black girl right i want you to imagine this you're three years old and you can read as good as a seven-year-old you're three years old and you can do maths that they're doing in year two and year three and that sounds absolutely ridiculous. It sounds stupid. I believe I understand that it sounds quite unbelievable. But that is the reality for me and for probably a lot of the people that I go to school with at the moment. Well, I was going to school with anyways. When I was born, well, to my understanding, it feels like my parents, my family, my you know, my close relatives made this pact with themselves, with me, with God, that they were gonna put all their energy and as much as as they possibly could commit and dedicate to me being successful in life, me having a good start in life, me being able to fend for myself academically and intellectually. And it might sound cocky of me to say this, but I will, I will give them props. They succeeded. I am pretty smart at things. This might sound weird, um, pretentious, cocky, or conceited, but just hear me out. At the age of five when I was supposed to be in year one, I went to a private school, which was run by my grandmother, and I had been going to a private school for basically my whole education after I was two till I was five, and in that institution, I was learning things of us. Well, I mean, the content I was learning was two, three academic years above my actual age. So you see, when I went to an ordinary state primary school in year one, I got a nasty sock to my system when I was there for six weeks. I remember crying every single day because I said, Mum, the work is too easy. It's not hard enough. They're not challenging me enough. They're, give, they're giving me baby books to read. The homework's too easy. I get everything right in class. It's boring, it's boring, it's boring. And I would cry and I would cry and I would cry. So she took me out. And then I was private schooled again for, you know, private slash homeschooled for the rest of my primary education. Fast forward to year seven, okay? I did... I had done, the year before, a series of um, examinations called the 11 plus, which is when you basically do these like kind of uh, entrance exams, essentially, to get into prestigious secondary schools. I did them for Harris Academy, Latimer, Henry Barnett, I don't think I did any more, actually, come to think of it. I did them for quite a few schools, I applied to quite a few different schools that were prestigious and had high academic standing, intellect, you know, it, you know, they had good resources and they had good teaching and all that sort of thing. So I applied to all those schools. I got into one of them, I'm not going to tell you which one because, you know, 
there are people out there who will come and find me. <laughs> no. Um. Anyways, yeah. So I got into a pre, a pretty academic school. It has a very, very, very high standing, in terms of league tables, etc., etc. And I was, let me not lie, I was extremely hesitant and very unhappy about getting in, because I felt like as soon as I got in, I was going to be isolated from other people, I'd be isolated from the rest of my peers, and I was very scared that I wasn't going to be able to hold my own, I was scared there were going to be people that were going to be way smarter than me and I was going to feel inadequate, and I was nervous and I was shy, and remember, I had been homeschooled pretty much my whole life, so coming to a school with 750 other, 749 other kids and loads and loads of teachers and loads of staff everywhere, loads of grounds, loads of places, loads of rooms, loads of noise, everywhere it was a very very big shock for me and i think i was so non-used to it not used to it that it just completely threw me off and put me in a really bad mental like frame of mind and stuff like that it just wasn't a great time for me looking forward five years here we are year 11 or slash 12 and i've done it i finished secondary school guys i finished primary school i finished three and i finished secondary school so i can say that i am now legally able to leave school and go do some other random stuff which i won't i'm going to go to sixth form but that's not the point i have finished secondary school and upon reflecting on my secondary school experience i came to realize that i really really didn't like certain aspects of it there were a lot of it that I, there was a lot of it that I did quite enjoy. Like I enjoyed that make me making new friends, talking to new people. After I came out of my shell a little bit, because obviously I was very very shy in year seven, and I was shy generally. I'm still quite shy and introverted, but I've come into my own and I have my own kind of quirky way of talking to people and being introverted, but still being able to make friends. I made a load of friends. I forged a lot of good bonds and relationships with my teachers, and we can talk about loads of different things. My teachers know me as a very bubbly. Um, enthusiastic committed student and I think it's just a great it's a great thing to be able to say that your teachers like you like genuinely like you and I think there are a lot of things I achieved during secondary school you know I I won several subject awards I won Latin award I won a religious studies award of the year and it was absolutely amazing I was successful at sort of speaking public speaking and a load of other different things but I think for me there was a very, very big negative in terms of my experience in secondary school because I was one of four black girls in my year. My school is very small for a secondary school, which is also a sixth form, in case you like, didn't know. It's secondary and sixth form, and there were 750 kids. Um, out of my year of 100 people, four of us are black. So, respectively, four of us are black out of 100, which is, you know, 4%. Okay, it doesn't sound that bad, maybe, but it what made it worse was the fact that in year seven, particularly, and yeah, in year seven, we were all separated into different classes, so we didn't see each other, we weren't really around each other, and as year sevens, we were shy, everyone was all like uncomfortable with everybody else, so we didn't really talk to anyone who was in our classes, so we were all kind of isolated from each other, and I think then going forward, we for the next like year year eight we weren't really comfortable with each other enough to be having proper conversations and doing with each other and like interacting normally and it's kind of weird so 
fast forward anyways, what I'm trying to say is there weren't a lot of people that looked like me in my school, not just in my year, but just generally speaking, the demographic isn't really made up of people that look like me or have come from a background similar to mine. And that got me thinking a lot during my, my time there. You, you can try. People say, you know, don't see colour, blah, blah, blah. But obviously that in itself, everyone knows racist. But continuing, you can just sit there and say it's fine. Like, it doesn't matter. As long as I'm doing well for myself, as long as people around me like me, it's not that big of a deal. But you realise how important it is to see people who, like, who look like you, people who are representing you, and seeing people that you're representing around you when you go to school every day, because you start to really feel it. You start to really feel the pressure that comes with being in a minority, you see? Not only am I faced with being a minority in the world, yes, I'm black, you know, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm Christian, that doesn't really count, because technically we're not a minority, but okay, fine, I'm black, I'm a girl, I am not middle class, I'm from a like, normal family, whatever, I have multiple siblings, like, it's just, I'm a minority within a minority within a minority, and as such, I don't have a lot of power in this world, like, initially when I come into it going to school being even more of a minority coming from somewhere from coming from living somewhere and being around people who were all colors people who were all cultures people who were all races people who looked like you saw someone who liked you everywhere you looked some coming to an institution where no one has your face it's scary and it's discouraging and over the years it became very very pressurizing because i was trying to do well for myself I was trying to study for myself and be the best I could for me whilst holding whilst feeling like I had this this task on my shoulders to be a good black girl too to be a black student because it's like you can't go to somewhere and lose your culture firstly you have to maintain a sense of your identity since your cultural upbringing and everything like that so you have to like not let yourself get washed out by all the overwhelming cultures that you're surrounded with when you're at school first thing secondly because I'm black, there are already a load of stereotypes and misconceptions and things pinned against me in the world and in, you know, education as well. So I had to kind of, I felt like I was fighting against that as well. Then there were teachers who were never like explicitly racist or anything like that to me, but the way in which they approached certain topics really wasn't it, really made me feel quite uncomfortable and it was not a fun experience. That wasn't a fun aspect of secondary school another thing was people asking questions now there are two kinds of questions that i got like on a regular basis they were the curious questions like oh what kind of food do you like eat when you go home like what's your kind of national dish what country do you eat from blah 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 fine then there are the questions like oh would you have preferred if your skin was lighter would you have preferred if like you were born a different race sometimes don't you ever wish that you were like white don't you ever wish that you were something else and like I don't know <laughs> how to yeah, have this conversation. I don't know how to really address these questions because it's kind of, it's just odd. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to say it. It's a bit odd, like, someone asking you if you wish you were somebody else, if you wish you were someone, like, just because of their race, because of your race, whatever. And I felt, <laughs> as, the years went, as the years went on, and as my time in secondary school went by, and I got older, and I grew up, and I matured, and I became wiser, slightly, and more understanding of the world around me and people around me and their mindsets and attitudes I came to feel so so bogged down in trying to not fit the stereotype of the angry black girl who gets into fights who starts problems with people who has an attitude who can't take criticism who can't have conversations with the person who's defensive and snappy and rude I had to literally 
try and answer questions I didn't want to answer because I didn't want to seem like that girl who can't have a convo with. I had to be enthusiastic, communicative, engaged, dedicated, committed, chatty student all the time so people didn't think I was just the disruptive girl who doesn't really care. She just got in her by flute, she got in her by chance, the one who's going to go off and go and like do trash and go and get with a trash person and have a like bad life and all of this. <laughs> no one said this to me. None of my teachers ever said this to me. No one even really alluded to it. But it was the stigma that was already there that suffocated me and forced me to be the um, conscientious student that I became during secondary school. I have to say that it was hard dealing with this this unspoken thing being it wasn't unspoken as such but it was kind of unspoken in the more serious sense where it was like everyone knew that there weren't a lot of black kids in the school fine but people everyone else seemed to kind of have their group if you get what i mean like there were a lot of south asian people a lot of south asian students and that was the overall majority so they all had their clique then there were like the jewish girls britain was awesome like really cool there wasn't like there was the isoc the islamic society girls they all jammed together there were the east asian kids though everyone was all jamming together then there were four black girls by year and like two of us don't like <laughs> there are four of us two of us are like three of us kind of close and then like we don't really talk like it's just weird you know what i mean like we're all really close but really separate at the same time and i love all of them separately because they're already great but it was never a thing where we always had our we had a clique we had like this bonding thing and we were like yeah we're black and like yeah blah 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 like let's be so vibing together like everybody else and i felt because of that I kind of felt a bit isolated with the, the questions and the pressure and I didn't know if anyone else felt like this and I probably should ask some more people and get their opinions now. Maybe make another episode about that, how other people feel about it. But I felt like, I felt very alone. I felt isolated from everybody else and from other black kids as well. And it felt for me like I was, yes, going to school to fulfill my purpose, going to school to get a good education for myself and be the best person I can be academically to achieve highly you know what I mean and to school well and to do well in school and stuff like that but it felt like I also had to do that for everyone who lived where I lived everyone who came from where I came from everyone from my country everyone who who was a middle class or upper class everyone who was a working class family everyone from the Caribbean everyone who was African everyone who was black everyone who was a girl everyone who was in any way disadvantaged anyone who's in any way didn't fit the stereotype was quirky, was introverted, was shy. I felt like I had the pressure of being the 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 mascot for all of those people while at the same time trying to just live and get through it. <laughs> because secondary school is hard enough without having the pressure of your whole race on your shoulders. And I think I just okay i just kind of wanted to raise awareness of that because i feel like there are quite a lot of other people who go through the same thing whether you're black whether you're white whether you're jewish whether you're asian whatever it is whatever the situation may be maybe it's whether it's because you're muslim whether it's because you're christian whether it's because you're hindu whatever the thing is you're defined one of your defining features is and it makes you it makes you feel isolated and you're in a situation like i i was and i have been like that where you feel like you're have you feel like you have the pressure of everybody who fits every single demographic that you tick, right? Every box you might tick on a census form or whatever, 
anyone who fits into any of those boxes or all of them or some of them or whatever one of them you feel like you have to represent them and do them do the most you can for them and do the best you can and give them justice and serve like and serve as like the mascot and be good you know what I mean? Because you don't want anyone hating on those people because you didn't you didn't do well. You don't ever want to be the person who lets your whole race down, do you? It's like, it sounds, it might sound irrational, it might sound crazy, but that is honestly the way it felt. And that is one of the reasons I really didn't like being a smart black kid because it's like, you get sucked into this whole other dimension where no one's ever been before. You can be in your like area, in your ends, whatever, and you're talking to somebody like, oh, what school do you go to? You say your school, like, I go to... I go to like smart kids prep <laughs> and then they're like never heard of it they're like where is it and like there and they're like like they're like, they're like where is it and like oh uh, the academic hills and they're like oh my days what's that and it's like oh you don't <laughs> you don't want anyone to feel like you don't want to you don't want to like feel awkward about it because no one knows where you go because no one else had the opportunity to get there and that's a lot due to the way, like, the schools themselves work in terms of advertising themselves and their open day stuff like that. They don't really make themselves that accessible to um, other places that aren't, that they, like, don't fit the demographic or, like, the vibe they want for their school. So, for me, it was a very much by chance thing. Very much, like, it was low-key a fluke. Not, like, a fluke in terms of, like, ability, but in terms of, like, finding out about it, yeah, that was random freak exposure. It wasn't, like, ah, oh, everybody in my ends knows about the schools that, like, that I applied to, the schools I go to. It's not like that at all. People don't find out because no one tells them. But that's a whole other episode in itself. Let me not get sidetracked. I don't know. I don't know, guys. I don't know. You guys have to let me know what you think about this. Because that's just my experience. That's just how I've um, had to deal with it. That's just kind of... Not had to deal with it. But that's how I had to really... That's You know, that's just kind of how I felt. And I think... It's important to share these experiences with other people because there might be someone somewhere else going through the same thing, whether you're in England or USA, wherever you are, Canada, I don't know, whether you're in Ghana. I found out someone in Ghana listened to one of these episodes and I was just like, well, hey, this is amazing, actually reaching people. Um, I don't know. I just think you guys should comment below, DM me on Instagram, uh, email me, whatever, and just share your, your experiences, your ideas, how you know you would deal with situations like this if you've been in situations like this we can have a discussion about it spark a chat up um my insta the instagram for this podcast will be in the description like the description of this episode so yeah i hope you guys enjoyed this episode um like comment share follow the chat follow the um account um go follow the instagram which will be in the description of the video yeah so uh thanks for listening and see you next week bye